<laughs> All right. <laughs> Always taking a few. I'm always taking a few minutes to start up, and I'm like, I really should be a pro with this day. I know. Every, we're, it's like figuring it out for the first time every, every time. time. <laughs> oh my god, it's so annoying. Yeah. But how are you? You had loads to celebrate. Yes. Well, I guess um, we both have. Well, yes, lots of celebrations. Yeah. Um, yeah, I turned the big forty, which is exciting yeah. like I mean I don't know how do you feel I feel great I don't feel 40 not that no. I know what 40 means but of course we have the connotation of that being old yeah. over the hill you know might as well just give up it's all over now it's <laughs> downhill like, from here yeah, no it's like so refreshing to turn into a new decade I yeah exactly. you think to like 20 like, is new slate like turning and getting older and then you get to 30 or 20 and 30 and then it's like I'm close to 42 while I'm getting there. Yeah, well, it's not that bad, let me tell you. (laughs) No, it's actually great. I feel great. I'm really excited because I feel like now everything is intentional for me. Like my friends, the people I surround myself with, I intentionally created that and it feels great. And I'm surrounded with great people and that's why this has been one of the best birthdays ever. Good. And You've spoken about that before. Yeah. It, I mean, this one made up for all of the disappointment <laughs> in the past. It definitely, you know, blew all that away. And, Should've of course, it's you. more meaningful now yeah. than, you know, having my name on the scoreboard at some silly baseball game <laughs> that I am absolutely over now. <laughs> so exciting. But it was also honestly challenging to receive all of that because when you're used to being disappointed or you know not having things work out the way you want when things are better than you could have ever imagined and Mm -hmm. you're just shown all of this love and support and kindness and generosity and the thought and the effort that went into it it's Mm -hmm. like wow that's when you kind of are stopped in your tracks and I was speechless in the moment, which doesn't happen often for me. <laughs> I've worked. had some time to process now. But yeah, it was really overwhelming in a good way. And it was just like, okay, just sit with this and accept it and open, receive yeah. it. Because mm-hmm. everything that's happening or that people are doing is because they want to. Mm-hmm. And it was just... And then my first thought was like, okay, how do I repay them? Like, how do I, you know, what you do don't. I do? And that was the thing. Then I was like, no, I don't it's have to. Favor. Like, I like I have massive gratitude, but I don't have to, like, it's not tit for tat. No. It's not like, what do no. you, you know, like. Absolutely. So that was a really, you know, eye-opening experience for me because I've always kind of lived that way. Like, you do for me, I do for you. Right. Like, you don't do for me, I don't do for you. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's not the case. It's but just, that was a survival method for you for a long time. Yeah, and it was very, um, you know, I kind of saw the example growing up by my mom. Like, she was always the one with the thank you card and the this and that, which You're I'm so all, good at. all for it, all for it, yeah. and I love it. But it was also like... You don't have to, like, immediately, like, you're almost negating what the person did. Like, just sit and enjoy their kindness, Mm -hmm. you know? You don't have to, like, be on top of, okay, what did they get me? Let me get them the next model. Or, you know, like, that's not what it is. So, it, and that's kind of how I felt. It was like, okay, 
I have to like immediately respond to this. And yeah. it's like, no, just sit and enjoy it and yeah. you know, play with your toy that you just opened. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously Soak like, it express up. your gratitude in, you know, a fitting way, but it's also like when you're not used to that, it's kind of well, uncomfortable. Being the center, center of yeah. attention can be so intimidating sometimes. Yeah, it really can. So I fucking hate the birthday song. Oh my god. Yeah, that you know? was that's a thing. And I can talk and be in front of a room and you know. Yeah, you were a teacher standing up. But yeah. Jesus Christ, to turn around and start screaming a song at me, I it's just I want to die. Yeah, yeah. it's in, and I mean I do you know I. I the karaoke and the comedy so I've been on stage right. and I, but it's more of like a kind Focal of creeping point. my way in there but when it's just all eyes on you and it's like personal because on stage you, you know you're someone else you're playing a character right. but when it's you there's no character all eyes on you yeah. <laughs> that's that's almost too much that's too close that's Oh, that's a lot. It's but yeah, I just I just sat with it and it was uncomfortable, but it also showed me, you know, how loved I am. Yeah. And how amazing of friends and family I have and And how your friends even put their own shit aside. Yeah, that was that was huge too. Yeah. Like I got some arch enemies like mingling <laughs> just for my birthday. So yeah. All good things, you know, just bringing, you know, Batman and the Joker together for a party. Totally. Um, and in fairness to them, and kudos to them, they both stood up and said to it, it's not about me, I want to do this for her. We can put our shit aside for the day. Yeah. They openly said that. That's huge. You and know? that's, you know, but that's that... the great effect that you have for people and what they'll do for you. You know, you might not see it, but it's there. Yeah. Well, again, thank you. And I am able to see it now, which is something I was completely blind to and, you know, have slowly gotten a glimpse of. But this, like, this whole birthday was just a huge eye-opener of my growth and, you know, who I am and who I'm surrounded by and people recognizing that in me as much as I recognize it in myself. Yeah, they recognize it in themselves. Yeah, and then yeah. also, you know, inspiring mm -hmm. people and, you know, sharing through sharing my stories and my struggles and challenges and lessons and everything and that's really, you know, empowering and like heartwarming and all the things. So, yeah, it has been a really really incredible birthday and it's um a literal birthday yeah new birth and it's <laughs> and I just feel yeah like very open renewed and fresh and like ready for the next chapter and like just really positive about everything and That's it's awesome. yeah super great Totally recommend 40. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it and I've been reading about it with so many women that they like finally settle into who they are into self at 40 and they're just like in bliss. Yeah, and it's like, you know, at this point we've had enough of the bullshit and we're kind of over it. Oh, so totally. it's like everything now is just real and yeah. sincere and meaningful. Not, you know, all that like stereotypical like whatever you think is important kind of a thing, mm -hmm. but it's actually finding what's really important you to you. You see yourself better, right? Yeah. You start to really carve out like 
your energy and your friendships, like you said, and being about more of your your comfort. Yeah, and just like honoring that and, you know, being okay with that and, I mean, more than okay with it, enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah, centering in self. So good. Yes. Yeah, I love that for you. Well deserved. Thank you. Yeah, it was good to celebrate with you. Yeah, you Even though I, I amazing. Oh, oh do you want to tell your little story of, of talk about, you know, bringing it together, That's holding that? it down, centering, oh and crossing the finish line? Well, it's this I still thing, can't believe you pulled that off. I can't either. It's, again, this thing of relying on other people, mm-hmm. asking for what you need, and... You keep oh. having this lesson I keep over having again. This lesson. I, don't know I don't know what you're missing. It's because I fucking hate asking people for help. I fucking hate it. Like, with the cleaning, like, with this, like, with that. Yeah. And I'm having to, like... But you're doing it, so why... why I don't understand. I don't know. It's showing up, and but this was a real doozy, so I, you know, had organized your birthday picnic and whatnot, and I... And it's funny, because I see all the better part. You know, you always pick out the better parts of it and whatnot, but... I had organized it through a company that does these picnic things that you organize and, you know, they set it up for you and they do all the bells and whistles and whatever. But like a package deal. Yeah, it's like a package picnic deal. <laughs> and um, they're in the community and I was like, cool, small business, you know, love it, let's go for it. And then at one, we were all supposed to meet at 5.45 and at 1 o'clock I got a message to say that they weren't going to be able to do it because their grandmother died. One, (laughs) I'm really sorry that their grandmother died. Two, I've heard how many grandmothers have died (laughs) so many fucking times in my career. Yeah. So I was instantly put off and I kind of tried to like push back a little bit Mm. because one, I don't know if it's the truth. Two, it's like, okay, well, what are our options? I don't want this to not go ahead. Obviously, I'd organize six people. I'd already, you know, done this for a month. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. and I'm not trying to be selfish. I'm trying to be understanding, but at the same time, I'm not trying to like. I don't want it to. I don't want it to disappear. You know, it's a celebration, yeah. and it's a Tuesday. Like, yeah, you know, it was just such a nice timing for everybody. So I had a little bit of pushback just to be like, you know, cause they were like, oh, we're really sorry. This has happened. We'll, can you, are you willing to change it to next Tuesday? We'll give you this, this and this discount, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was just sitting there going, no, I can't, you know? And I'm really sorry you're going through this, but at the same time, what's your backup plan for people? Yeah. You know, what if there was an engagement or something or like right. all these special moments in people's lives and I know it's a special moment if your grandmother dies and so many tit for tat and life and death and all the things Right. but at the same time as a small business I was kind of like don't you have somebody else that can like take this over for you or right. what's exactly. your plan you know I'm giving you a lot of money for this it was like a lot of money you know to not have a fucking plan B so I just kind of said, look, I can't do that. I'm really sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to do right now. I have people in town. Um, I can't do it next Tuesday. Uh, you know, whatever. Trying to find where we can meet in the middle. Right. Let's solve this. Anyway, they weren't going to help me. <laughs> <laughs> so that 
grandma's dead that's it grandma died boots are in the fucking boots are up that's what we have to do so i was like okay well i need a full refund because people had paid towards it and i was like i'm going to have to do this um so yeah i got the full well to get the full refund but whatever so i had to call in call in favors yeah and this is where i had to really call in i need your help so i had to ask for help in other ways so mm. that was interesting and th- you know the one everyone i could call in showed up which was awesome and um abraham fucking built a table a yeah. beautiful table that we we're going to use um, literally stopped his day job to come over and like get the wood and burn it and put hairpin legs on it and make it beautiful and then you know devs came through with the cakes and decorations and everything and obviously I can't do this on my own because news flash oh breaking news I'm pregnant yes <laughs> Woo! finally <laughs> finally whole other another story yeah um put a pin in that one we'll, we'll put that on the notice board um <laughs> so i couldn't do all of the shit i'm like these people are trying to get me to have fucking early labor like what am i gonna do <laughs> so i'm like trying to i just sorry home goods and if you do want to sponsor us please let us know <laughs> um i had to go to home goods and literally buy the goods and keep the receipts mm. so um went to home goods went to party world and just like found all the things that i needed to find and ripped off the idea of what they were supposed to do for us anyway long story short debbie and abraham and whatever pulled it together and we went down to the park and like decked it out you sure did and it, it was amazing it worked i, I mean de- we had. I mean, it looked professional to me. Yeah. I'm sure it was probably better than anything they would have done anyway. And well, it again, actually worked out better because they only had a two-hour window. That was all we were going to have there. Mm. So it gave us more time. Mm-hmm. It was way more, you know, easygoing, and it ended up being way more cost-effective in the end because obviously good. And you got a table out of we it. Got a table out of it. And a lot of you got cool decor got out of great it. Great decor. Um. So it actually was kind of cooler because it was like gifting the items within the whole situation. Yeah. So, um, you know, it worked out. So it was calling in our nearest and dearest opposed to strangers. Yeah. So maybe the lesson is, you know, you don't have to seek this, you know, outside help. The help is closer to right. you than you think. Exactly. And sometimes that is the hardest thing is asking those closest to you to help. Because if you're going to hire someone, you know, and pay them to do something, that's not really asking for help. That's like an exchange of, you know, goods and services. Totally. But it's also like, to me, it's like, oh, these people are in the community, black owned, this looks cool, and I'm pregnant, and I don't have to do anything. Well, yeah, exactly. Obviously. Good choice. And then it was like, oh my God, no, I can't do any of those things now. Um, But it literally came back that it ended up being more closer to home and mm-hmm. you know loved ones and friends pulling it together and all the things because I just know how hard it is trying to bring people together nowadays yeah absolutely I but mean it just worked. exactly like I was out. having a hard time planning a birthday party for myself just thinking okay who's gonna come how's this gonna suit everybody yeah so it's, yeah the organization is just immense but basically what it comes down to is 
you have the thing and the people that are going to show up, show up. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how hard you try to organize and plan and integrate and the logistics, those people that want to be there are going to be there. Totally. And that's what matters. Yeah. So it was just a whole strike in the end, which was awesome. Um, and it also brings in my, you know, sub-personality of like organizing and like multitasking and all the things that I can do really well mm-hmm. and not stress about. Because at first I wanted to go into panic mode because I was like, who the fuck is around? It's, everyone's at work right now. Yeah. You know, I was at work, like, you know, whatever. But then I was just like, where am I going to get a table? <laughs> I cannot go around to the Walmarts and the fucking all these stores and I literally just was like I'm you know this is what's happening and thank god Abraham is always has the patience of a saint and was like I'll do it I've got it sorted and it was just like miracle work so yeah that's incredible yeah it was cool but yeah you're the only person I'll ever go to earlier before just let me know well thank you (laughs) I appreciate that more than you (laughs) so yeah so yeah big nails yeah, yeah, all my all my mysterious chat and bed two months of bed rest and all the things that I've had to uh, to do was all because of a really tough pregnancy. Yeah, but we're on the other side. Thank we are God. on the other side. Home yeah, stretch. Home stretch is right. Yeah. I've started on the nursery. Oh, have you? Yeah. That's exciting. So it's like finally I'm able to like be present with my pregnancy and identify it opposed to, you know, what I did have, which was an SCH and it was just like, that was the core, that was the core description of my pregnancy. So it never felt like I was pregnant. And what is an SCH? So I had a subcreonic hemorrhage, hematoma, which basically caused severe bleeding and clotting. So I ended up with three episodes of that over two weeks um, where I thought I was losing pregnancy every single time. Yeah, I'm sure that's terrifying. Um, It was horrific. And then obviously going into the ER and all those things wasn't pleasant. Um, And like I spoke to you, it was like really, I mean, Thank God I had done the work because I was able to deflect a lot of it and I was able to see through a lot of the experiences mm-hmm. that I was having and like knowing where I stood with them and where I didn't have to. Um, and it led me to, you know, I'm glad I had those lessons because now I know exactly what I want for, you know, my birthday mm-hmm. um, and getting the doula and like implementing what I now know into my birthing experience. Because I had the bad experiences early on that I was like, this is not going to be happening. Yeah. When I'm in a, sur- a surgical room or a surgical environment or medical environment and I feel like I don't have, I can't empower myself. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where I'm probably getting my lessons of like asking for what I need and like shifting through 
you know, depending on strangers or depending on like <laughs> yeah. the outward situation yeah. that if they don't trust my way, that I can come back and trust that I can do this or I can do this myself or I can't. There's nothing wrong with asking for help, and if it doesn't work out, that I can still do it myself. Yeah, you're still in control of how you react to whatever is happening around you. Yeah, exactly. You. So I think it's been a lot of that and like grounding in it because, like, you know, the first instinct to go to is to like freak and fear and panic and cry. And, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, I'm not trying to go down to any of those things, but um, yeah, it was a really terrifying time. And I literally was for eight weeks, no joke. I didn't see past the four corners of my house. Oh, I know. I mean, you joined <laughs> me on the four corner of my bed, so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I literally, it was like a whole another level of mm-hmm. COVID. Like, you know, we just got out of all of that to like, to another under layer of like um, isolation isolation yeah like extreme isolation and me also having to it was my body mm-hmm. and I had fucking no control over it and I'm in my body with that yeah there was no one to blame there was no one to ask there was no one to save and it was literally like you know, as I said to you, I'd go to the doctors and be like, oh, you know, what is this? To be made feel like, oh, it's stressful. There's a lot of anxiety. You need to do that, you know, as in like, you need to calm down kind of scenario, which to me was fucking unacceptable because I wasn't even panicking and I wasn't freaking out because I was in so much fear. I didn't know what to do. Um, but yeah, I had to sit with all of that. And I literally, even when I would bleed, I wouldn't even know it was happening, but I would be, I would go cold. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, I don't feel, I need to go to the bathroom, I just don't feel so good. And before I know it, I'm fully having the worst thing happen. But, and in the middle of all of that, Roe Wade got overturned. That's right, that did happen. That literally happened. That was the timeline was in the midst of, of what was happening with my pregnancy and I spent the weekend just I was in my bed because I couldn't be anywhere else I wasn't able to move I couldn't pick up the cash I when I go to the bathroom is when the episodes would happen um, and just fully bleeding just fully bleeding it was just like I had no control over it um, yeah, and I had to sit with all of that while the fucking women's rights overtook or were taken. And it's just like because of stupid fucking assholes. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm for pro-life in all those ways and I'm absolutely pro-choice. But no government, no Christian, no fascist, no nothing have no reason to be discussing my medical purposes. Zero. And I will fight you <laughs> on all of that. Absolutely. I, I mean, will fight you on all of that. After shocking. the experience that I fucking had, I wanted this fucking pregnancy. We went through fucking hell and back to get pregnant. Absolutely. It was and a even choice. in the care, even even with all of the things, I still did not get the fucking care that I needed. And I'm paying for it. I'm paying high me- uh, insurance for it. Mm-hmm. I'm asking for help. No doctor would see me until I was in my week nine. I'd already had two weeks of bleeds at that point. 
and nobody would see me. I couldn't get a fucking doctor's appointment. An OBGYN here. That was happening to me in June. And they were like, yeah, we'll see you in August. Wow. And I was like, what about the sisters who aren't as privileged as I am? Okay, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking I'm going to have to go to Ireland. That's where I'm going. Hmm. Okay, I can afford to do that. Not that I should. Yeah, absolutely. You shouldn't have to. I can go to Ireland. I can get care here. I can go there. What about the sisters here who are young? Who are going... Who don't have the support? Who don't know? You're a kid. Yeah. Even when I, you know, was pregnant officially, I really didn't know. You know? Until I was, like, well into that. I was like, okay, now I'm pregnant. Like, I'm literally week nine. I'm like, okay, now I feel, I feel it. People don't know. And it's just a fuck... Oh, my God. Anyway, not to be getting into all that, but... <laughs> Yeah, like, I've definitely been in that scale of, like, trying to keep my cool. And, you know, you're in this crazy experience because you're like... Well, it's almost like anything can happen at any time now. Like, this world is so upside down, unpredictable, non-linear. Non-linear all the fucking way. Like, everything. And it was like, I'm sitting with this crazy experience where I can't do anything about so I was told and good luck and I literally was in my own body being with my body I was doing meditations every day I was visualizing every day I was calling in Raphael I was sitting in my backyard doing visualizations every day for 10 minutes a day to visualize my pregnancy to visualize shrinking the SCH and doing all those things and like trying to that was my way of trying to empower myself that okay the doctors tell me I can't you know good luck and this is what it is and you know we'll see um and I just was being sent home with absolutely no fucking tools and no support and then Roe v Wade and then my fucking pregnancy undetermined um and it was just it was I don't know, I guess I'm still processing it because I'm like, it's not even that it was a nightmare. It was just so fucking surreal. It was just so surreal. I think I'm gonna, yeah, leave it at that, but it was just, it was a lot. Um, and it sucked because, yeah, I just can't believe in all of that that the rights of women was being darkened once again. Um, and to be in that situation was really horrible. you know going through a pregnancy and lose you know losing a pregnancy anyway it's just like fucking insane and then just not getting help like you're literally like I feel like in this moment like I can't even you know there's so many women out there right now that are just so fucking alone with that and it's horrible well it's almost like you're being abandoned and left to fend for yourself we have we it's not I it's we yeah have um, and it's, you know, the threat of trying to help somebody now is, is a jail sentence. Like, yeah. that's fucking nuts to me. It's, it's like, it's, it just doesn't make any sense. And I don't understand where it came from. And it's like, well, I do because it's white, stupid fucking men and a Bible. 
ultimately, um, which is crazy because it's a medical, a medical emergency, and there's so many dangers to pregnancy. Now I know, and especially being in it. Yeah, and half the people, half, I mean, all of the people making these decisions have never even had the experience. They've never carried, they've never had a period. They don't know pain, they don't know hormones, they don't know PCOS, they don't know any of these infertility issues that you can possibly have. All the things that come down with it because of your body not being able to pull through for whatever medical reason. blessed with a girl yes. and she's healthy and she is moving she's currently giving me a few pops as I speak oh yeah yeah starting to feel her this week a lot um there she's doing it um so I'm just really trying to be in the joy and I I, I you know got a doula um to help me with that process because it does get lonely it does get scary it does get hard and um, and you think you know i don't trust the medical profession now more than ever because of right everything that's happened and, and it's clear to me that that is not on our side as women and no. um, so yeah i hired a doula to help me with the fear-based thinking and limited beliefs and stories and um, because I trust women better. I would trust having a fucking pregnancy in a field with a woman before I would do it with a, a male book-learned doctor, you know? Yeah, fair. We've been doing this for billions of years. Our bodies are perfectly designed for such things. I know there's circumstances that, yes, care is needed, but like I said, I don't trust the, I don't trust the medical system. Like, I don't want to be pushed cesarean or... Know, it's really being in tune with the woman's body and like how it functions and that's mainly why I hired a doula to have that support because well absolutely you don't know what you don't know and you need mm-hmm. someone who does like my thing is the only reason I'm doing it in a fucking hospital is like just in case right which is like five percent of what really can happen mm-hmm. um, um, but like you know I'm gonna do to support the process and support my body and you know get to that place because I think I'm really in this experience about learning about my body yeah trusting my body which I've never really had to come to right yeah I know that's that's something I'm trying to work on myself yeah just for me and it's it's hard because it's like being in a foreign land like suddenly I'm like oh yeah my body my vehicle my temple yeah but it's like now it makes sense (laughs) yeah you know yeah. So, yeah, I've kind of started to have to get into this deep connection with my body, you know, even after the car accident and healing my body and the process of that and, like, what I need to do mentally and physically and spiritually to maintain and care for my body to now, you know, seeing, sitting with the, the, the pregnancy and then the SCH and being like, I trust my body, whatever the outcome, mm-hmm. I trust that this my body is designed to take care of what needs to be taken care of. Um, yeah, and that's the thing too, we take it for granted so much, all that our body does for us, and once we, you know, 
slow down and listen to it and it's just like we're always rushing and pushing and doing more and it's yeah, like, it's like I have this it just supports us no matter what but it's a psycho spiritual meditation where it's like I am my body but I am not my body mm-hmm. you know I am my emotions but I am not my emotions and when you started deepen into that meditation I must actually put that on the podcast it's a great one where yeah. it's like Yes, you're experiencing all these things, but you don't have to be those things. Right. It's like you're the experiencer and the watcher. Yeah. And it's all... The observer. Yeah. So you're basically like, yes, I have this body, but I am not my body. Like, you know, these things are happening. And you see people overcome so many disabilities because of that, because they don't see the disability. And that was, that's literally what I'm seeing a lot of with my body. That I'm like, you've got this. It will be what it's supposed to be. I know I'm going to try and fight the outcome that I don't want and fight it. But I don't have, a, I don't have control over that. And it's not focusing on... It's not focusing on what you're fighting. It's focusing on what you want. Exactly. Like you were doing with the visualization. I have to change the fact that I can't have control over it. I can't pinpoint it. I can't... Mm-hmm. You know, talk my way out of this. I can't like band-aid my way out of this. I can't get the doctor to fix me and sew me up in a way that's going to protect this. It was mm-hmm. literally like I have to. There's no way around. It's only through. Yeah. And that's where the sitting and the pain and the discomfort comes. But that's where you have to not focus on it. Focus on everything else while you're getting through it, like you did with your visualizations. And exactly. I have to. I have like it was literally like I had to feel like I could empower myself mm-hmm. and that was literally it and then it was you know hematoma I was like okay that's bruising you know it's a bleed it happens mm-hmm. it's bruising on your arm it's like yeah. if you when fall you... and you get a bad bruise and you have the internal bleeding and I was like I have to look at it like this mm-hmm. what can I do if I was in sports or I was you know med- you know what can I do and it's like okay for bruising up my vitamin, up my vitamin K, up my vitamin A, um, eating better, balance, you know, balancing mm-hmm. these things out. So it was like with my food, um, with my food, my visualizations, um, and just resting. I had to like switch off. And fuck all those pregnancy influencers. It's not <laughs> fucking real. And the fact that I had to like watch this shit from my fucking bed, you know, while people are off like in all the influencers, Bali, and like with their fucking three month old, and they have their pre preg body, whatever oh, the fuck, and they're like floating through postpartum, also known as um, trimester four. Fuck you. <laughs> it's not real. It's not fucking real. And no one, two people have the same pregnancy. What so? Ever. Don't I'm, believe what you see on no, the internet, people. I'm here to talk about the real fucking shit. I'm here to be a sister to another. If you are having a terrible pregnancy and you're not enjoying it, that's fucking okay. That's totally fine. Because I was there. I'm only now, what, week 22? Then I'm like, yay! Yeah. Literally, halfway through my pregnancy, I'm like, oh, okay. Yay. Mm-hmm. Up until this point, no yay. 
Noyer at all. Noyer. So, yeah, it sucks, it's hard, and it swings and roundabouts every single day. Yeah. And just the anxiety on top of it. Like I said to, I was talking to my mom today, and I was like, I'm kind of glad in a way that I don't know anything, you know? Like, it is my first, and I've had all these crazy situations. Mm -hmm. Because it makes it easier not knowing something. Yeah, and you don't have all these expectations. Like, I'm supposed to be here at this time, and I'm not, so what's wrong? Yeah, because you have the stupid fucking influencers who are like, Oh my god, week 22, it's a breeze. I never had morning sickness, or yeah. And it's like, I didn't have have morning sickness that much, but I had it all day. Just like car, like just, like a bad hangover. I just had it all day till about week nine. And then I had the fucking bullshit with the SCH for... So from week nine to week twenty was all about the SEH. I only got I only I got a moderate bed rest at week fifteen, and I still had the SEH. It was one centimeter, and then by week twenty, another five weeks, I got the all clear. So only two weeks ago, only two weeks ago, yeah, um, I got the all clear. But during that whole time, thank God the pregnancy had. Mm-hmm. But the worry was that if I moved or if it expanded, it can like terminate the pregnancy, it can push it out. Because mm-hmm. um, I had a huge one. I had a large SCH that is like five to eight centimeters or something. Out of, out of probably out of the biggest, it's probably about eight. And I bled that and then I had five centimeters. So, um, yeah, you can bleed in pregnancy. <laughs> You know, because people go through pregnancy and think, oh my god, you're going to bleed, that means it's the end of the world. It doesn't mean it's the end of the world. It doesn't. At all. Because that's all, like, again, fear-based thinking. Yeah. This is what it is. And there's a lot of that Western mentality of, like, oh, if you bleed, you're having a bad pregnancy. Okay, it's not the best. You don't want to bleed. But, like, there's other ways around it, like, to not freak out. Right. And it seems to be more common, like, even when I started reading about it, like, when you go on the, the forums and it's like, they say, what is it, one in four women experience it. Well, yeah, it's just not talked about because it's not ideal. Yeah. You know. Oh, totally. I'd love if I had known more about it because I did find out another friend had had, had, had it happen to her. And I actually learned from her. Um, but hers wasn't as bad. Mine was pretty severe, but... Yeah, it was just holding on to, okay, this is happening, but that doesn't have to be the outcome. Right. You know? And yeah, okay, if this is the outcome, then my body, I trust my body. I trust what is right. It's not what I want. Mm-hmm. I can't fight it. So I have to be with it. Yeah. It's fucking insane. It was honestly one of the greatest challenges I think I've ever been emotionally. Yeah, I was gonna say they've been ramping up, so hopefully. There's some wiry situations, so. Yeah. I really feel like you know now it's putting me in a whole other basin. You're getting all your lessons in before the baby comes. Oh goddamn! There's more to come with that. Are you kidding me? Well, that's a whole other lesson. That's a whole other spectrum. That's yeah. I don't even. So I'll see you in 18 years. Yeah. <laughs> 18. My tell me, tell is me still what you like. Like 38 years later, she's still like, it doesn't stop at 18. What are you talking about? You know. 
So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gifting myself with a daughter, which is, you know, I'm, like I said to my core group, I was like, I know karma has some whoppers in for me. I know I'm learning now. I know I'm learning my spiritual awakenings and awareness now because, yeah, you know. Yeah, get Karma, you, don't get let you get away. Toolbox in your diaper bag out. Yeah. Get ready. <laughs> and again, there'll be situations where I've absolutely no fucking control, and this is what it's supposed to be, and trusting the experience and letting go at the same time. So, <clears throat> deep yeah. lessons, man. Yeah. yeah. Should we put a card on this? Yeah, please. <laughs> you got anything else? Should we? Do you have yours, or should we do roomy? Yeah, do roomy. Okay. They like change. Yeah. Let's see. You want to pick one out and see what's in store? Yeah, go on. What's my? What is my? Arise. Arise. 13. Ooh. Read it to me. All right, let's find it here. And the oh. picture is kind of cool. It's like a really bright spiritual light. Yeah. With an angel above. And then the girl is kind of bowed down in darkness as if she's kind of overcome. I mean, that's literally. That kind of looks like. I've seen you in that position. <laughs> fetal, fetal position. Yeah. Legit. And the angels are above her. And I feel like that's a pretty good. Fine. Yeah, that is protection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, here we go. Arise. There's a little poem here by Rumi, of course. Love wings her. of hope languish from lack of use. When wings dissipate and weaken, life begins to lose its value. Every cell in your body is created to rise to challenges. There we go. There we go. Your life is meant to confront everything that holds you captive. Don't sit at the bottom of the well, not caring about salvation. Listen to the voice within calling to you. Reach for eminence beyond your own maturity. Wow. There you go. Listen to the body. Yeah. All right. I'm almost going to have to put my glasses on now because I'm 40. This <laughs> is really hard to read. Yeah, those gem jars. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. So, I danced before you in sacred spectacle, hoping to garner your attention. Look at me. I cry to your ailing spirit and despondent flesh. Look at me. If you were to look up, you would see that I am a mirror of your own being, your light, your heart, your spirit, your all. Yes, there is pain. Yes, there is a letting go taking place and you are frightened and uncertain sometimes. But you make this mean something that it does not. It means that you are tr- that you are to turn your head away from what is dying. To do this gently but firmly. Turn your head toward what is living. Look at me. I will show you truth and you shall laugh your deepest belly laughter with so much glee sharing in my secret that the only force at work in your life is unconditionally loving divinity. Wow. I see you, a divine wild child in sacred heart. You have gumption, guts. You dare to love where others only see pain. You dare to believe that everything will somehow work out whether others see only what they judge to be wrong. You see love where others ply fear. 
you seek freedom where the world still buys into manipulation and propaganda. Yep. Don't lose heart, beloved wild child. Dare to believe. You are right to do so. It is the divine rebel in you that refuses to surrender hope. Give up the fight, perhaps. The battle that continues. The battle that comes from a place of fear, but never give you give up your hope. The hope in your heart, that optimism and patience for growth into love creates a light within you that helps the world see through darkness. It becomes a candle that shimmers contentedly upon the windowsill of your heart temple. There it is, more obvious even in the darkness. The stars do appear to shine brighter at night, beloved, but don't be consumed by your nightmares. They will pass with the coming dawn, you'll see. Don't give them too much stock. Instead, put your attention towards that defiant candle of hope that burns as its nature and purpose is within you. Can you sense its warmth, even in the presence of cold fear? Ah, it shall warm you now. And if not, then I come to remind you you are a blazing angel. You are filled with the holy fire and you shall prevail. Oh, the joy of you, the expanse of you. You fill my own heart with your magnificent magnificent essence. I see and know the great beloved in you. There the great beloved is, looking out at me from beyond your eyes. I see the candlelight of your heart temple flicker with your gaze. That is what the candle of hope honors, the workings of the great beloved, so creative and crazed with love for all, for, for you that all circumstances of your life, down to the tiniest detail, are evoked out of love. Mm-hmm. Love, out of passionate desire, takes you from despair into hope, from holding on to letting go, from turning away to opening up. So the great beloved, yeah. The great beloved takes you across the moonlit ocean into the temple of the cosmic heart. Here, an eternal flame burns bright with hope, igniting the light within the hearts of all of humanity. You are being asked to trust, to gently lay to rest that suffering that has been, perhaps because of what you have labeled as the failure, the doubt, the losses, the setbacks. They are so little in the greater scheme of you. Put them aside. Allow them to rot and become fertilizer for life. I love that. Oh, that's so good. Let your bullshit be your fertilizer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do not try to keep them alive beyond their earthly expiration date, lest you become tainted or poisoned by the rot. Let them go and instead focus on what is alive now. Can you sense that before? Can you sense that before you is a great being of light, a greater pathway opening up? This is truth, blazing angel. This is truth. Take the step. So is it easy when the light of the heart is felt within, reminding you of your own divine nature. The world is here for you to experience so that you may realize divinity in its majesty, mystery, and love, more so than ever. All serves that sacred purpose, so embrace it. Find your faith. Be at peace. Know that no matter what appears to be, all is well. You are so loved, it cannot even begin to be translated sufficiently into words, but it can be transmitted from my heart to yours, just as the sun catches dry tinder and sets it aflame. Mm. This oracle comes with a message for you. Arise. You have been downtrodden for long enough now. Yes, you have. (laughs) Perhaps you have been feeling defeated, put upon, underestimated, or walked over in mind, body, or spirit. 
by others or your own doubts and fears. Enough now. You are liberated through the hope in your heart, the defiant optimism that buoys your spirit and demands that you shall have your dawn. You shall rise like the sun and begin anew. Step up. It is your time. Oh, wow. Time for me? Yeah, that was a good one. As always. Yeah. I love it. I love it too. And congratulations. Thanks. And I'm so glad that the news is out in the open and we can share and celebrate. Yes. And it's there now. Yeah, it's there. It's happening. It's real. Yeah, there's no returning. <laughs> Can't send it back. No. <laughs> I don't wanna. I never did. Yeah. But life is challenging me with such things. But thank God we're on the up. Did I ever tell you her name? No, I was gonna ask, but um, I'll tell you her name. So she's gonna have an Irish first name and a Spanish second name. And her dad picked the second name, and I picked the first name. And it's gonna be Fia Sarai. Wow. And it means the wild princess. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah. Fia Sarai. Fia Sarai. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, that's her. Well, can't wait to meet her. I know. Thank you guys. Yeah, thanks for listening. And who knows what in the world we'll have to talk about next time. Yeah. <laughs> and please reach out. We want to hear from you guys or if you have anything to talk about or whatever. We're here for it. Yes. Lots of love. Later.